Hi, and you're very welcome to episode 13 of the Women's National League podcast here on FinalWhistle.ie. 13, unlucky for some. Well, for me, uh, I am no longer blessed to be amongst women this week. Unfortunately, neither Steph or Maeve available. We're a little bit later than planned. We were trying to make things work all week, but just uh, we couldn't get our schedules to line up. So I'm on my own this week. I'm flying solo, but that doesn't stop us from bringing you some pretty special guests later in the show. We're going to be talking to Tara O'Gorman of Treaty United and Caitlin Kyo of Athlone, who got their seasons up and running with their first wins of the season. We'll be chatting to both girls very shortly in the show. And of course, the news broke last week that Billy Cleary, the long-established manager of Galway Women's FC, has stepped down from his role. We'll be having a little exit interview with him at the end of the show in terms of maybe why he's left and I suppose his experience over the last four and a half years at the helm of the Westerners over there in Eamon DC Park. In the meantime, let's take a quick look back at the results of the weekend. Plenty of action up and down the country. DLR Waves, they hosted P-Mount United at the UCD Bowl and the game was a cracker. 2-0 the final score to P-Mount United. Eleanor Ryan Doyle with both goals in that game. The first one, uh, in particular, a nice cracker of a header, a diving header from an Onyo Gorman cross uh, before she wrapped up all three points uh, with a 58-minute penalty in that particular clash. Shelburne made the short journey across the road, really, to play Bohemians down to the Oscar Trainer Centre in Kulak. Uh, Emily Whelan settled matters. The only goal of the game on 26 minutes and a really solid performance from Bohemians, which saw them manage to keep that scoreline to just the 1-0 result. Shells, they'll be happy with the win, maybe a little bit disappointed uh, that they couldn't add to their score against a team who haven't been lighting it up at the top of the table like Shells have. But nonetheless, three points on the way to Shells for that particular game. Uh, a great goal from Emily Whelan in that particular fixture. And that brings us to the two teams we've spoken about already. Treaty and Athlone, retrospectively, all got their first wins of the season. Treaty, they were in action down in Cork. Um, Cork probably not too happy with their performance in this, uh, particularly around the goals. It was an early attack. Rebecca Horgan uh, got a little bit lucky with a shot from distance that just kind of evaded the hands of Abby McCarthy in the Cork City goal. Sarah McEvitt with a screamer to equalise uh, just on the half-hour mark. And a couple of minutes later, Rebecca Horgan got her second. A little bit similar, maybe... Abby, we've spoken about her a good bit on the show this year, but haven't had a good performance all year. Um, probably felt, may, might feel she should have done better on that particular uh, goal for the first two goals. We'll be a little bit disappointed with her performance, but she is still young. She will come on a lot over the next few years. Gillian uh, Keenan, she sealed the goal with a fantastic finish. Nothing Abby could do about that one. Uh, 3 2, the final, uh, 3 one at that stage with about 20 minutes left on the clock uh, before a last-minute Becky Casson penalty. Uh, great finish despite the despairing dive of the goalkeeper for Treaty. Uh, Becky Casson more than happy to get on that score sheet, uh, but also just a consolation. 3-2 the final score. Treaty United up and running. And I know uh, we'll be talking about that game and the season so far with Taro Gorman later in the show. In terms of the final game of the season, it was... A bit of local rivalry again here. Uh, Athlone made the trip over to Eamon DC Park to play Galway United, managerless Galway United, since they've appointed um, a new coach there. Stephen Lally has taken on the role from Billy Cleary. We'll be talking to him in a little while. Uh, Athlone, they left it late. It was 4-3 the final score. 
some absolute humdingers of efforts here. Two goals from Murren Devaney, uh, one from Caitlin Kyo, and one from Kelly Brennan. The difference for Athlone, while Abby Callanan, Lindsay McKee with a double also got on the score sheet. But it was a late, late strike from Murren Devaney uh, that sealed the deal just in injury time at the end of the second half. So Athlone delighted with their performance. Treaty also Maybe let's go and have a chat with the two girls. Here's the chat I had earlier in the week with Tara O'Gorman of Treaty United and Caitlin Kyo of Athlone Town. Now, we're doing things a little bit differently for the next 15 or 20 minutes or so on the show. This weekend's results threw up two nice results for a change for the girls from Treaty United and Athlone Town. So we invited some of their players in for a little roundtable discussion on what life is like with some of the less fancied sides in the division. Taro Gorman of Treaty United, Caitlin Kyo of Athlone, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Uh, we might go with experience first. So we'll start with you, Tara, if you don't mind, uh, not to out your ages. But Tara, uh, you're in your second season with Treaty. Uh, you spent a couple of years down on Leaside with Cork before that. Um, how has your experience been this year? And I suppose how nice was it to kind of get the result at the weekend? Um, I suppose this season has been a lot of ups and downs so far and it's still early in the season. We're, look, we're a very young team, very new team. I think first and foremost, it was trying to get a bit of a morale going between players and then just try and get to know each other a bit more on the pitch. And I think that's finally starting to click a bit more. And I suppose getting our first three points was more relief more than anything because I suppose every week we kept saying, this is when we're going to get our first win. This is when we're going to get our first win. So we're so glad we were able to do that now. And it just feels like a bit of a weight off the shoulders going into games now moving forward that we have that done already. And I think we can only build upon the performance last week. We were delighted with it. Um, and it was just sweet to get the three points in a Munster derby when we were playing away as well. Well, given your own situation, having moved from Cork, um, a bit nice to be on the right side of the scoreline in that fi fixture too? Yeah, definitely. I think there was three of us all together that are former Cork City players. So even just getting the chance to play in Turner's Cross, I love playing there. I played there a lot when I was younger. And just to pick up the three points, it was great. And it was a very good footballing game as well, which helps. I think we we're happy with our performance. Still a few things we need to tweak, but overall we were delighted. Of course, Caitlin, yourselves, a bit of a local derby yourselves at the weekend. Um, nice to get the, the three points, nice in the manner in which it came in, in Medici Park. Yeah, we're in the same boat as Tara. Our season hasn't gone really. The results haven't been our way. We've put in good performances, but we haven't really been on the right end of the results um but yeah we were delighted with Galway it was we seemed to always make it hard for ourselves in games like we went behind 1-0 and then one all then we went ahead 2-1 3-1 and we were hoping to go in a half time 3-1 but they came back to make it 3-2 and they I'd say we were the better team the first half but they were the better team in the second half and they showed it when they leveled it early in the second half to make it 3-3 but our determination and work rate as a team showed and we got our goal in the end. Yeah, of course, Marin Devani popping up with the, that goal. You're on the score sheet yourself. Uh, always nice to find your name on the score sheet. Oh, yeah. It's been, a, it's been a while since the last one, so I was glad to get back on there and boost my confidence. It hasn't been that long. You've, you've already scored this season, but um, obviously I'd have memories of you terrorising defences in the under-17 league a couple of years ago. You lit it up back then, got called into a couple of international squads as well. Um, how has that journey been uh, from that those underage ranks into the senior grade over the last season and a half? Yeah, um, it's a big step. Like The standard is way higher and 
even like chances in games like you get way more in under 17 than you would in the senior level but it's great like Tara of course you would have been probably too old for the under 17 grade when it came around a couple of years ago only by a couple of years we won't make it uh, too old uh, you're only 22 but it's um th that's a new development that's come in since you would have been in the underage ranks so you at that age you would have been playing probably on the the fringes of the Cork City side how 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 much would you have liked to have had that opportunity to play in the underage leagues and get that experience at under 17 and under 19 now uh, that the girls are getting now at that age yeah I think I was 16 maybe when I signed with Cork City and it was great to be just put into the senior sides but I think having that opportunity you just you have a lot more opportunity to get game time I suppose and improve your game when you get to play your own age group so to have that opportunity there for younger players I think it can only make the league better I think players are going to be getting better every year and they'll get the chance to play at close enough to a women's national league standard before getting into the senior ranks so I was like I have no regrets about going straight into senior side. I think it definitely helped my game. But that opportunity is just, I think it's fantastic and it shows how much the league is developing. Caitlin, what your, your thoughts on that in terms of how much that, that experience and maybe the confidence that you would have gained from, I think you were in the team of the season that year in the first year of, of the National League. Apologies if you weren't, but you were definitely one of the names that we feared most when we were preparing teams uh, to play against uh, week in, week out. In terms of, of that how much do you feel you got out of that that maybe the likes of Tara didn't get when they were coming through those age grades? Yeah, um, I suppose it prepares you for the senior level. Like You get a bit of a taste for what it's like. Obviously, it's not the same standard, but the game's in week in, week out. And against top teams like that, against, that you're playing against, um, I suppose the big difference is like for senior level, you're playing against people of different levels of standard and experience, whereas for under 17, you're playing against people the same age as yeah, and I wouldn't say they're as good as senior level. Like you could have mixtures, but it definitely is a good stepping stone for senior level to get you prepared for the women's national league. Yeah, talking of the women's national league, I suppose both teams. There's two kind of grades emerging. There's the top three or four sides that are competing for the title, and then there's a fairly competitive second division, if you want, or a second tier within that grade. You'd both be part of that and I suppose everyone's up and running now with with wins on the board but in terms of I suppose what's it been like from week to week playing against teams a that are a notch above you in the league but then coming back and playing teams at your own level um is it as big a gap as it looks from the outside looking in uh no you can go on <laughs> um well we're normally the underdogs, so we don't really fear much going in because there's nothing much expected of us. Like, we're never the team that they're going to think is going to come on top. So we just play, work hard and try and get a result. The results haven't come in our way, but I suppose it's tough playing the tougher teams and then going back down to the teams that's more your level. But it's grand, really. Tara, your experience? I think it's been tough, all right. I think we had Wexford, Shells and Peas in the space of four weeks, I think, to three teams. So that was definitely a tough test. And I suppose it's the experience is the big thing. Like a lot of us, we're quite young. I think I'm one of the oldest on our team. So we are lacking in that experience. And I think in Mount in the first half, we really put it up to them. But in the second half, you could see the experience coming through. They just knew how to win a game. And I don't think we knew how to really fully how to close it out. Um, but it's good, like it's a good test, but you never want to see big score lines, um, big differences that way. Because I don't think 
not that it doesn't reflect well on the league, but confidence-wise and stuff, it can affect players, I think. But I suppose we've just been trying to take it on the chin and just use it to motivate ourselves even more and try and cut that out. I mean, I know we lost to P-Mount 3-0, but when we look at the performance, we were happy with it. So it's about putting in that performance first, I think, and hopefully now the results will start coming against the bigger team soon. Yeah, I know last year they split the league in two and you both would have been involved in that for your respective sides. Um, was it nice for that run into the league to be playing week in, week out against teams that you had a realistic chance of competing with every single time, that you weren't going into games, kind of trying to get that mindset between being a, a massive underdog and being a, a contender? Yeah, I suppose there is a big difference. Like, you're that's it. You're either going in as an underdog or you're going in like with an opportunity to win and even against Cork last week we were still considered underdogs we wouldn't have thought that ourselves but I think that split the, re- the league just made it more competitive and even for the top teams as well they weren't going in winning five or six nil they were going in having good games as well and it just reflected well on the league as well I think but I suppose it's just about trying to bridge that gap and if you could get more teams in the league it could be better um, just to make it that bit more competitive Caitlin your thoughts? Yeah, I agree with Tara. Like, um, it's more competitive because their teams are at the same level as you, so you don't know what way the scoreline is going to go. Whereas, for if when you're playing the top teams, you're the underdog and you're not supposed to win. In terms of the performances, though, there have been some really bright spots. Maybe the results didn't quite match them, but um, Caitlin, for yourselves in Athlone, I think you made a big statement down in Wexford. Um, although you lost to a Kyle Murphy penalty in the last couple of minutes of the game, had you had two players sent off in that match, but you competed and, okay, it might have been a defensive rearguard action for 90 minutes, but you were in the game right up until the last dying moments. And and Treaty as well, you've had similar games. Uh, Caitlin, maybe yourself on that Wexford game, what was it like being in and around the, that kind of, I suppose, performance and, and how, how much does a club like Athlone take out of that? Yeah, well, unfortunately, I wasn't playing because I was actually injured at the time, but the girls put up a good performance to Wexford. Um, but so is that the secret? You just leave you out every week and they'll be fine? <laughs> well, no, that's not fair. I'm sorry. Um, I suppose the management as well, um, they an- analysed Wexford very well. So they gave the girls a game plan and they stuck to it. Um, we were actually very happy with the performance, especially down to nine. And for a penalty to be the decider of the match. Um, but the girls worked hard and I feel our team's work rate and determination really shows on the pitch. Um, we're a very resilient team, no matter the result. We're still next week, we're back and we want to get a result. Yeah, I suppose, Tara, you had a very different experience against Wexford recently. Uh, have you recovered from that yet? Just about, yeah, I think. <laughs> Like sometimes psychologically is more difficult in the physical side of the game, and after that game, it was a tough one. There's kind of wasn't much to say really. They were a good side. Maybe we didn't play too well either, but it's kind of hard. You're going into training then the following night, and you're kind of, I suppose, spirits are kind of down. So it's all about trying to 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 lift that morale again, I suppose, and move on and just think about the next time we come up against Wexford, not leaving that happen again. Yeah, talk to us a little bit about Treaty United themselves because obviously we've had Mary Curtin on at the start of the of the season and she's playing a big role off the pitch now as well. Uh, do you miss having her and the team beside you week to week or or is she providing enough support from the sideline in terms of what she can do this this weather? 
Yeah, we definitely missed her on the pitch. I mean, when she was playing, she wasn't even one of the most experienced on our team, but she was one of the most experienced in the league. She's played it all over the world. So just having her on the team, it kind of makes everyone else a bit more confident. But she's been doing fantastic in the management side as well. I couldn't praise her enough. Um, just her insight into the game and I suppose just being in and around the dressing rooms, just still having there has been a huge help. And I suppose it's someone we can look up to and and maybe you know, try and get to achievements like she had because she had huge achievements in the game. Yeah, of course. It's been a big journey for you as well because um, I remember watching the first game against Bohemians in the first day of the season. You won't thank me for bringing that up. Um, <laughs> after about 12 or 15 minutes, I worried for your entire season, not just you that day. Uh, to be able to come back and beat teams and, and win games at this level, I, I think, don't think that can be overstated. Without being patronising, I think how you started the season to what you're looking like now. And I know the pair of you were involved in a in a big battle up in Athlone a couple of weeks ago, three all, a couple of penalty discussions. In a, we won't start that. We might have to, I might have to referee a boxing match. Um, but in terms of the actual performance and the journey that, that Treaty have been on this season, it's been great to watch the progress of a very young side through the season. Yeah, that's it. It's, I think it's just the youth. Um, I was actually injured for that first game, but I remember being on the sideline and, to be honest, it was a hard watch. We had kind of good moments, but then we had moments where we just didn't seem to know what was going on, really. And I suppose it was all about watching that game back and being tough on ourselves, really, saying that that wasn't good enough and that that can't happen again. And I suppose you need moments like that sometimes just to bring you back down to earth. Because I suppose we were in pre-season before that and we were playing quite well in pre-season, but we got a bit of a knock there and... Again, it's just about saying that this can happen again and just working harder. And like we are very young, so just trying to get, I suppose, just it's another experience for us to have and something to learn from. And I think that's what we're trying to do with the moment, the moment is win or learn, really. And just trying to take bits out of every game and carry it into the next game and fix our mistakes and work on the things we're doing well. I like that win or learn. In terms of the influences and the kind of the more senior figures in Athlone, you've been a little bit shy on them maybe last season, Caitlin, but you've added a couple of experienced players in this year, um, albeit young players. A few come, have come in from, from Galway. Um, you've signed, I, I know Catherine Hyman comes in with a wealth of experience from international level as well at, with Northern Ireland. Uh, what's it been like bringing in that little bit of added steel to the team over the last uh, seven or eight games? Oh, it's been great. Like you can really notice it from last season to this season. Like even Marin, like she's so young, but she's such a player. And you can see the like the morale in the team is great. And we've just got such a good bond together. Um and the excitement and training and matches just builds every week. So it's brilliant. Yeah, in terms of I suppose your own playoffs we mentioned the fact that you were banging in goals for the under-17s a couple of years ago you've kind of moved more to a, a winger than an out-and-out striker at least this season the games I've seen you play in thanks to to the tv coverage or the streaming coverage and um, do you find yourself happier out in the on the wing slinging in crosses or would you rather be on the end of them trying to stick them in the back of the net I actually don't mind um this year was probably my first year to do the play on the wing and I really enjoyed the first game. Sometimes you want to be in there to tap them in, but as the main goal is for the team to win and you don't care how the goal is in, you just want them in. So I actually really enjoyed the wing as well. doesn't bother me where. 
<laughs> you take them however you get them. Tara, you haven't found the back of the net yet. Uh, from midfield, it's always a bit of a challenge, particularly when the team isn't doing particularly well on the pitch. Uh, is that part of your game that you you can see maybe adding to this season or, or are you happy to let the girls up front, the two Horgan sisters, kind of get all the glory on that front? I'd love to only get a few goals, but to be fair, if you get the ball to the girls' feet up top, there's a good chance that they're going to make something of it. And I suppose I'm playing in the six now, so I'm playing a little bit deeper. Um, if I got the chance to play maybe in the eight or the ten now, I'd be hoping to get a, a few goals maybe. But I'm the same. As long as they go in, I don't mind who's scoring them. I suppose from, for both of you, really, it's it's been a long season to now. You're up and running. First wins of the season. Where can you go to from here as, as clubs? Obviously, you're competing with each other primarily for, for those kind of ranking positions from maybe fifth place down. Um, is that the target, fifth place in the league? Is that a realistic challenge for either of you or both of you? I'll let you fight that one out for yourselves. Who, who grabs it first? Yeah. Winner gets fifth. I think we'd love to get fifth. We've gotten our first three points now. We'd be hoping to push on from that and hopefully in the next couple of games get a few more three points. I suppose draw, even draws at this stage aren't going to do as much. A win would really make a huge difference to the table. So that's what we're looking for now is wins in the next few games. Yeah, we're in the same position. Like We're glad we got the win at the weekend, so hopefully we can push on and get more results. I feel the win at the weekend is what we needed to boost the team's confidence and hopefully it just goes on from there. Yeah, no, you don't actually meet each other yet uh, for another couple of weeks after the mid-term, mid-season break. June 26th is the next game down in Jackman Park. Uh, nice to be back playing uh, after COVID. I know you're in Jackman Park. You probably prefer to be in Markets Field. Uh, is that a, what, what's the situation with that, Tara? What can you tell us about that? Or is it just a case of you show up and you, you show up where you're told to show up? I suppose, yeah, it's just show up. Where do we show up? We, um, we started in Markets Field last season. And uh, it's a lovely pitch. And we went on to Jackman Park there. And um, I think it took us a while to kind of adjust to the differences between the two pitches. But um, they're both two lovely pitches. And I suppose we're just lucky enough to get that opportunity to be playing. I suppose a lot of other sports are only just back up and running. So regardless of where we're playing, I think we're just happy to be out there. Actually, you mentioned that. I wasn't going to talk about it. But now that you brought it up about other sports coming back, obviously the, the women's Gaelic Football League started again this season. That seems to be the, the one that's affected the divisions mostly. Um, Caitlin, you mentioned Murren. She scored a goal for Leitrim at the weekend. Um, have Has that affected the treaty at all? Have you lost girls to Gaelic football teams or is there issues with conflicts and, and fixtures, Tara? No, we don't have that issue now, um, thank God. So I think everyone's kind of fully committed now to us, which we're delighted with. Caitlin, is there more than Murren? Um, I noticed Moran Ernie's name hasn't appeared on a on a yeah. team sheet in a while. Has she moved on from the squad? Was she injured, or what's the situation with that? Yeah, unfortunately, she went back to Gaelic when um, it opened back up because she's a leash player and she's supposed to be a main player for them. But she's the only one, and Murren that I know of, anyways. <laughs> Yeah, well, wait and see. But I know Murray in great form. Two goals at the weekend uh, against Galway and another one in the Women's National League for Leitrim on Sunday afternoon. So uh, two wins. That's uh, doesn't really happen that often in the in the world of Leitrim and Athlone Town. Unfortunately, I apologise already for the for the hate I'm going to get from Athlone for that. Girls, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. The best of luck for you in in whatever your respective individual and team goals are this year. And I I look forward to seeing the challenges between the sides and whether we'll have more uh, refereeing controversy and penalty decisions and stuff to talk about in a couple of weeks. Girls, Tara and Caitlin, thanks very much for joining me. Thanks so much. Now, one announcement that caught everybody a little bit unawares last week was the announcement from Galway Women's FC 
that their manager, Billy Cleary, or their former manager now, Billy Cleary, was stepping down from his role at the club. Billy joins me now. Billy, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks a million for having me, Ruffy. Um, you're on my list of people who I kind of said, well, when we're setting the show up, we're going to have Billy on at some stage. We leave it till further down the line. And then you kind of upped and left last week. And I said, we better hurry up while, while he's in the news and while he's relevant within the league. Uh, we'll get you on for a conversation because you've played such a pivotal part in the development of Galway Women's FC over the last number of years. Um, I suppose we better start by asking you kind of why, why now? Why the decision to step away from the club? Um, I suppose, look, it's been something that's been on my mind for the last few months. Um, and it's just basically a case of, you know, life style work balance and football and you know when football begins to start to monopolize more of your time than your family and your work you know i wouldn't want it to lead to problems down the road so it was just time and it was just far too much of a commitment for me to give um at this stage of my life i have two young boys and you know missing their matches and their games and their trainings because i'm down in wexford or cork and it got harder and harder so um listen it's just uh the right time for me personally, you know, um, nothing but the utmost respect for everybody involved in the in the in the Galway and the committee. There have been usually supportive of me for the last few years, but it's just it was a personal decision and it was a a selfish one, but it's one that had to be made. Now that it's made, obviously Stephen Lally has come in there as well, a former manager of your own uh, in your uh, your own playing days. Uh, good appointment for the club, in your opinion. Yeah, I think so. Look, Stephen, look, I, I played with Stephen and I played under Stephen when he was manager at Galway United. And Stephen is a good man, you know, he's vast experience in the game in, in, in Galway. Um, obviously, he's been involved at, um, in the female game in the past where he actually took uh, a Galway District League to Champions League in Sarajevo, I think it was 12, 13 years ago. And Stephen is a... Look, He's been usually successful um, with Murview United in the, over the course of the last 10 or 12 years. They've won numerous national titles, you know, and, and I don't think there's a Galwegian who has accumulated more silverware than Stephen. So please God, um, Stephen will have a, a bright future and bring some silverware to the West. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's been a, a little while since there's been a trophy down in, in Galway. Looking back at, at your time down there, um, do you look at it back with it fondly, or I know it's only last week. It's only it's it's barely you know, probably haven't even got used to having the extra evenings off. Uh, week. What have you been doing with your evenings? I've been up the pitch every evening with my young fellas between hurling, soccer, Gaelic, kick around. So I've been kept busy, yeah, and I'm really enjoying it. But um, yeah, it takes a bit of getting used to. You know, and obviously uh, I miss the the girls and the players and the interaction with them and. Uh, of course, you'll miss the competitive edge of side of it, but listen, everything has its cycle as well. And I think my cycle of four and a half years is more than enough with Galway, and it's time for a new face, fresh ideas. And I'm sure we'll get a reaction from the girls when Stephen gets his feet under the table and things will start to pick up again. Yeah, in terms of the season so far, I suppose for for the period you were in charge, what were your thoughts on on how it went for Galway? I suppose there were some bright spots, some not so bright spots. And it was, look, um, I suppose we're looking back at it, you know, if you look at the table and the re reflection of the table where we are now, look, if you start at the start of the year, if anyone was to ask, you know, where would Galway be, you know, a, a third of the way during the season, they're, they're probably, the outsiders looking in would probably say, yeah, yeah, fourth or fifth, which is where we are. Um, also look at 
I suppose the first game of the season we played Cork in a three-all draw and look, anybody that looked at the game would know that we battered Cork could have been six, seven, eight, nine at some stages in the game and we ended up with a three-all draw um, and then of course conceding a goal in the last minute up in DLR to, you know, so the to me, that was three points dropped, and you know the the table would reflect much better for us if obviously we had picked up them three points. But I suppose you know you go down to Wexford, um, you know, on the top teams, and and Shelburne. Obviously, when you when you get five goals put back put put past you, you have no excuses. But um, but there's huge room for improvement in this group, you know, and maybe lacking a little bit of confidence at the moment but I'm sure when Stephen gets in there and new face, new voices a fresh start for a lot of the players that um, things will pick up Yeah, two of the, I suppose impressive players will come onto the scene this year Kate Slevin, obviously youngster from Galway and Rachel Kearns obviously one of the top scorers in the league so far this season she's been on fire when she's been available um, How frustrating was it as a manager? I know to, to kind of see them drift back towards Gaelic games and and not be available in, I suppose, last weekend at least. I know you were out of the role, but what, was that an issue during the four years there, trying to compete with for these girls' attention with, with other sports, whether it was Gaelic football or, or Camogie? No, not particularly. Look, we, we knew from the outset, I suppose, when we decided to go down the route of, um, you know, signing or playing dual players, um, it's not something that I had done in the past. It was a conscious decision we made the back end of last year, and it was based on basically the international manager and the way she went with bringing like Sarah Shannon into a a provisional thirty woman senior international squad, and it was getting to the stages. Hold it a second. We had always preached, you know, that we wanted our elite players to commit to soccer. And in one failed swoop, the international manager of the highest level in the country decided otherwise that it was okay for someone to play um, two sports and commit to two sports and have two gear bags ready on consecutive days to, to go playing games. So we decided, look, if we want to be able to compete at the top end of the table, it was a route we were going to go down. And obviously, we knew the pros and the cons of it, and we deal with each situation as it came. So that was basically the background to the decision-making process for the to get Rachel involved. And Rachel has been a huge asset. She's a great girl, same with Kate. But it gets to the stage where they have decisions to make. And I suppose on, on a bigger picture from the FAI's point of view, they're the ones that opened the door for this. So um, there wasn't a problem for the senior international manager to pick a, a Gaelic player. So why should it be for any club manager? Yeah, in terms of, I suppose, the, the last four and a half years as you look back over it, um, you've seen huge developments across the league in terms of maybe the coverage of the league, the the presentation of the league, the new sponsor on board this year. Um, it, it seems to be heading in the right direction in a general sense, but are there any areas where you think maybe um, more could be done or any areas where you're really, really happy with the progress that's been made, I suppose, on both ends of the scale? Look, there's there's been huge progress made, you know, across the league. But I suppose, like, it's great to have all the social media and the coverage of it. But a lot of the social media is waffle as well, you know. Like, it's just filling pages. Like, if they they put up stats about 100% back passes and 100% lateral passes. I just some of it is laughable, you know. <laughs> I think you know it's a disservice to the game. Um, you know, and I 
like I'm a football person and involved for 20 years and when you go looking at that just say what's going on here you know so the likes of that you know and I, I do believe like certain clubs are really really good at the social media side of things um but again I just some some of it is brilliant uh, you know it's inventive it's bringing a new angle to the game but some of it is you know, I've actually stopped following a lot of them because of it. It's just too much. You know, you know, we want to be credible. The, the the stuff that's been put up, you want it to be informative. You want it to be new, fresh. And I think, you know, it's been brilliant. But there's a lot of improvement there, you know. Um, I suppose from the game's point of view and the National League, it's great to see the introduction of new teams into the league. You know, you're at loan coming in there, Bowes coming in there. And I think... You know, for it to be viable, you know, and it's very difficult. You know, we've nine teams in the league this year, but you'd really like to see that expand and grow. But again, you have to ask the question: Is the quality of the player there around the league? You know, to make it competitive, because you got to have a new club coming in. I know Cove are looking for to get involved next year. I think Sligo similar, and you want the games to be competitive. So steady growth, but you want the introduction of new teams. Um, but yeah things are coming on really with the 17s and 19s and hopefully that will happen over the course of the next few years yeah in terms of that the expansion of the league and stuff we, we had a conversation earlier in the show uh, with two players Tara O'Gorman from Treaty and also Caitlin Kyo from Athlone they're both celebrating their first wins of the season um, there's a very distinctive two-tier system within the league now it might be four at the top end or five at the top end or, or vice versa and there's a couple of teams maybe in and around both but it, is it time for the national league maybe to look at two divisions so that they can bring in some of those teams that are going to be behind the eight ball in terms of the development particularly the playing pool that's available to them i think you know two divisions at the moment we've only nine teams in one division as it is so unless you're you're bringing in another nine new teams or similar teams it's you know, you need a minimum nine to twelve teams to run a proper league. You know, it's too familiar. Too familiar. You know, you're playing teams three, four, five times a year. If the league cup was in, uh, like I think last year we played Wexford four times. You know, it's it gets monotonous. You know, so you need a variety, um, but you also need the quality. And it'll be interesting, like I say, the introduction of the nine teams this year. Um, a lot of teams, you know, are developing. Um, like I know, I see Sligo are doing great work, and around the country, you see, there's a lot of players from the northwest playing with Sligo or Galway or whoever. I'm sure it'll be a draw back up to Sligo if they come in. And similarly, down in Cork, I'm sure the talent pool may be diluted if Cove get in down there. So, you know, it's there's pros and cons for for that, but um, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah, on a personal note, obviously taking a bit of time out now and uh, spend time with family, with the kids, um, maybe get involved in one of their teams at a, at a more local level. I don't know if that's in your future, but uh, what is the plan? Will we see you back in National League football later with the men's side or the women's side? I know Dave Bell, um, who was with you, he's already nailed his colours to the mast down in blue in Waterford. Um, can we expect to see Billy Cleary back? Maybe not this year, but in the future? Well, look, I don't know what the future holds at the moment. I'm just kind of enjoying my time off and dealing with my own young fellas' teams and look, really looking forward to that. Even the week, this week, it's 
it's uh, been far more relaxing and you know get to spend an awful lot more time with them and it's like that everybody thinks you know it's just you're involved in a women's national league team and i'm sure all the coaches around the country it's not just you know you go train on monday tuesday thursday in the game but there's always something to be done during the week you're always dealing with players or issues in the club and there's always something going on as my wife says you're never off the phone so um but i don't envisage myself being involved um you know uh, women's national league management level for the foreseeable future anyway well, listen, Billy, thanks very much for joining us. We won't keep much longer because I'm going to let you get back to the kids and uh, and enjoy them. But uh, thanks very much for joining us. It's uh, great to chat to you. It's also sad to kind of see you leave the, the league because you've done so much great work down there in Galway. I think you've left a, a legacy behind uh, with some really, really solid performances um, from players and, and teams over the years. Uh, so I suppose on behalf of the, the whole community, Thanks for that, and uh, enjoy your retirement, and hopefully it won't be too long before we start seeing you at games, in whatever capacity that might be, even if it's just a supporter for a little while. No problem. Thanks for having me, Reverend. And of course, Billy Cleary, huge loss to the league, but I'm sure uh, big boots to fill down in there. But as he said himself, if anyone's going to be able to fill those boots adequately, it will be Stephen Lally. So welcome to the league, Stephen. We look forward to having you on the show at some point in the future. And already the, the signs coming out of Galway in the last couple of days with some of the press announcements have been uh, very positive. We look forward to seeing them creep up the table in the coming weeks. Speaking of that table, of course, Piedmont United lead seven wins out of seven games, 21 points, and they are at the top of the table comfortably from Shells on 18 points, while Wexford on 16 and DLR on 13 are in that chasing pack. Uh, we've spoken about this little divide in the league table up to now, and it kind of exists at the moment between fourth and fifth place. There's a six-point gap and a fairly significant goal difference gap as well between DLR and Galway back in fifth place. Galway, they have seven points accumulated from their seven games. Athlone Town, five points from their games. Bowes, four alongside Treaty and ultimately Cork City, bottom of the table. Eight games played, they're not in action this weekend. Only three draws, three points accumulated from them. Their goal difference, not dissimilar to those above them, um, but just haven't managed to get that win on the board just yet. They won't do it this week. As we said, they're idle. Of course, there are four games in action this weekend, and Wexford Youths and Shells will be contesting for that second place in the table this weekend at Talker Park at 2 p.m. on Saturday afternoon, while the rest of the games kick off at 4 p.m. on Saturday. At Lone Town, they host Bohemians down, but for that sixth and seventh place playoff, effectively, Piedmont United, they host Galway, looking to make an impression under their new manager, Stephen Lally, while Treaty United versus DLR Waves, another humdinger at the bottom. Treaty be looking to get their first home win of the season at the weekend. DLR anxious to keep that gap as small as possible between themselves and the teams ahead of them at the top of the table. That's it for this week. It's been short and sweet. I won't be flying solo next week. I'll have uh, the girls back with me and we'll have a bit more chat on the show next week. I hope you really enjoyed uh, the interview with the two girls, uh, Tara and Caitlin. Thank you so much for joining me and to Billy Cleary. Uh, it's been a pleasure following your teams over the last four and a half years, and I'm sure it won't be that long before we see you back on a sideline again. For me, Brefney Early, that's all for the Women's National League show here on finalwhistle.ie for this week. We'll be back next week. Talk to you then.